Well, hello and happy new year, everybody. <laughs> happy 2024. <laughs> there you go. It started happy new year. with an earthquake. I don't know about you, but for me, it started. Did you feel the earthquake? I did not. You know, that's one thing about when I lived in LA, Nicole, I used to feel all of them. And then in San Diego, you know, cross my fingers, I, I have not I have not felt hardly any of them. So I, I've been lucky so far. How how bad was it? It wasn't that bad, but it definitely like was an earthquake. You know, I was yeah. sitting there. I I definitely jumped up. Um, it was centered out of Long Beach, so I'm surprised you didn't feel it because we felt it no. deep into LA. People like in Northridge Did felt it. What's your go-to when you know there's an earthquake happening? Do you like do you look up at a chandelier? Do you what what do you look at to see? Are we having one or am I crazy? Yeah. Um, it, it kind of depends. So, like um, sometimes the pool, if I'm near the pool, because you can see exactly. the sloshing, which is always so weird. Um, the pool, but yeah, a chandelier. Uh on the first, I was laying in bed and um I have like this big tin artwork thing above my bed and it, it started like rattling a little bit and I felt everything and then it started rattling. And so I started to get up to go to the doorway and to start to yell for Keegan, but um, it was over by the time I even got there. So it was fine. But, yeah. you know, and then I also look outside. I remember one time it was just a few years ago and um, we were, we had a couple really big earthquakes and like big aftershocks. And I looked outside, I was at a friend's house and I looked outside and I could see the ground like rolling and it was so weird. No way. Yeah. So wow. I was just waiting for her. And so I was standing, leaning, like looking out the window. I just happened to be, and there was an aftershock and I could see the ground rolling. And I thought, Oh my God, this is just so weird. And I remember being young and not being freaked out by them at all. Yeah. Like not even getting up, just being like, oh, whatever. That's funny. And now it's different. Now you're like, okay, was that it? You know, it's so much, you go into so much more of a panic, at least for me. That's how I am. You know, for people who, who watch the, your show and don't understand what an earthquake is or how it affects you, it's for me, as far as natural disasters, there are other ones that I think would scare me more like tornadoes yeah. and hurricanes, but you do plan your house out thinking about a hurricane at least i used to meaning I, I don't have anything heavy above my bed or next to my bed meaning that if it's going to fall on me whether it's a heavy picture or you know it used to be a, a dresser when i was a kid that you had to worry about that especially you know you as a mom you don't have anything heavy i'm sure that's near your your daughter's bed that could fall on her no 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 not of course not i wouldn't do that anyways <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like, why set yourself up for disaster regardless? You just never know. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's these things we have to think about. But yes, I agree with you. I'm way more scared of tornadoes and hurricanes and flooding and things like that. Other people deal with they Everybody's like, oh, California earthquakes. I'm like, you know, knock on wood, but it's nothing compared to what other states go through. So I'll exactly. take it. No, 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 exactly right. Whether you're you're in the South, you see tornadoes all the time. And in Florida, you see the hurricanes every year. I mean, multiple ones every year. That's that's a pain. So, no, I, I was thinking about all this. I know you haven't lived on, like, the East Coast for an extended period of time. But when you hear about people with storm windows and boarding up their windows and – forget that. Yeah. Like, I, I think about going to the mountains and going, do I want to change my tires out or put chains on the tires? Like, that seems like a pain in the ass. <laughs> I know, and that's it. Oh, right? That's, that's all. <laughs> I know it's true. I think we've got it pretty good here. <laughs> we do. We have it pretty good. pretty good. We have it pretty good. So, so uh, any, any changes? You're, 
your hair look a little bit different? Am I wrong? Do you change your hair? No. Yeah. It looks like it's all right. It looks like it's it's positioned different. Uh, no. Um, no. it's darker. Okay. My my dark roots have grown in, and my grays oh, have. Grown. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to go that I way. I did not it's keep up on my color yet this year. If that's what you're no, pointing no, out, no. Dave. No, I was not at all. I just thought you, you, you sit and styled it different. It was not. Hey, you're nah. talking to a person that loves to wear a hat every day, so I don't know. No, you're you. seeing the naturalness. Yes. Good. The beauty. Good. <laughs> Behind <laughs> the scenes of the color. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good deal. Good yes. deal. Yes. So, um, so I have a, a little bit of a bomb to drop, and I don't mean to upset anybody or bring anybody down today but um remember i i was talking in um october it was like late october early november and october's breast cancer awareness right yeah awareness month and um i do my mammograms like clockwork every december and so my appointment was set for december 1st and i was just reminding you know everybody because um and i had thrown in there don't forget to do yourself exams, which I don't normally do because I go to my mammogram and I go to my gynecologist for my appointments like clockwork every year. Yeah. And the gynecologist does a, a hand exam. So you feel like you're, you know, in the zone and you're free and you're good. And plus I have these dreaded implants that, you know, it's my biggest regret in life, but I have them and it can kind of get in the way if you're doing your own self-exam because there can be like little scar tissue and you might freak yourself out and it's nothing. So I just don't bother. Yeah. Well, I started having a lot of pain on my left side and it was really hurting. So I did an exam and I found something. So I had, um, gone and, uh, it was crazy because I, uh, couldn't get in anywhere. You know, you're talking about late October. Everything is book solid. And I didn't want to wait till December. Yeah. So um, I called my general, no appointments. Um, and I, so I just went there. I just went to my general and I was like, feel this. This is crazy. And um, I like bombarded them, but they took me. And she said, yeah, you need to have that looked mm. at like ASAP. So I, um, I, Meanwhile, went to a friend of mine who is a doctor, uh, not that kind of doctor, but he's a doctor nonetheless. And he said, you know, listen, it could be like um, just hard tissue, sometimes female hormones and you're, you're getting around that menopausal age. It could very well be just like these like these lumps that are created by hormones and they're they're benign and they're nothing and everything else. He said, so let me run some blood work on you. Meanwhile, you know, so I go and I do the blood work. I start calling around to get appointments. I can't get a discovery mammogram to save my life. I've called, I call everywhere. Um, and my normal place said, okay, well, the soonest we can do is November 26th. So um, November 26th, it's not that far from the December, but at least it's closer. So I take it and then I start going in like a crazy person to every facility that does these exams from Northridge to Encino, uh, Burbank, Pasadena, Glendale. I mean, I was in every one of them begging and they're like, we just don't have the time and the space to do that. Wow. So um, meanwhile, my blood tests come back and uh, my friend says to me, um, yeah, you need to, your blood work's alarming. Get to a doctor immediately. Um, so 
Then he said, get to your gynecologist. So um, anyway, I do my discovery mammogram. They find it. Um, and they say, you have to come back for a biopsy. And I go to schedule the biopsy. And she's talking about, you know, in a couple of weeks. And the doctor pulls her to the side and says, no, no, no. And whispers something to her. And she comes back and he says, oh, she wants to see you tomorrow. Um, come back in tomorrow morning. Can you do that? And I was like, well, yeah, obviously. So I go back in and I get three biopsies, not just one, but three, um, because they found some other suspicious looking things. And let me tell you something. I kind of thought biopsy, like no big deal. <laughs> it was a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> biopsy is like painful. I had no idea. So it was painful. And um, I mean, I was shaking like crazy. And one of the nurses in training was like, oh, are you so cold? Do you want a blanket? And I was like, no, I'm fine. She's like, but you're shaking. And the nurse and the doctor both look at her and they were like, it's nerves. Like, just leave her. Just let her do this. And um, so we do the, we do it. We do the biopsy. And all the doctor says to me is, are you ready to go on this journey together? And he said, because there's going to be um, I don't know what this is, but there's going to be further steps to be taken. So I'm like, oh, this is just great. You know, it's like Merry Christmas. Um, and so I have to wait seven to 10 days for the results. And um, I wait and then I go into my doctor and she thinks I already know my general. I don't know why she thinks I already know. She thought that my breast care center gave me the results and she comes in just like, oh, I'm so sorry. And I was like, oh, I was like, you don't even need to tell me now. Like, I already knew from the way she walked into the room. And so, um, yes, my uh, my my pathology reports came back positive for cancer. So, so um, I, you know, this is how I spent my holidays. And um Listen, I cried and I went to the deepest, dark, <laughs> darkest thoughts. And I've I've really been through it. But I, I'm through to the other side. I found a great oncologist that I really like. Um, Good. Yeah, I'm doing all further testing this week. I start today, actually. So I'm fasting for that. Um, you know, we're doing every MRI, CT, ultrasound scan, everything you can do. I'm doing all week until the 10th. And then um, we're going to see where we're at. And, um, I definitely, you know, he's told me to, to find, you know, the radiologist and the surgeon and all that. So I have, I have a road ahead of me. Um, yeah. but you know, I am really big into mind body healing. So I feel like there's no way I can heal if I stay upset and, you know, worried about it. I have yeah. to like think positive. Um, and I've always believed in that, but you know, it's hard. It's hard when you're in that situation. Of course. But I, I recently just watched this um documentary Heal, which I, I I suggest everybody to watch it, whether you have symptoms or a diagnosis or not, to to prevent it. But it's really about how nutrition in your mind and your body and it's um it, it can work miracles and it can work wonders. So I don't know. I'm doing a lot of meditation, a lot of visualization, trying to shrink it, a lot of um, juicing with funky things. And, um, you know, that's all I can do. It's out of my power. I have to, I have to, you know, just surrender and um, fight, fight like hell. That's it. That's all I can do. 
you know, going back to what you said when you said you were running around like a crazy person to, you know, different places is, was that all in the attitude of someone's going to give me good news? Like I'm going to keep going till, you know, hopefully, you know, I'm holding on to hope before I get what the answer actually is. No, it was see me. I needed the discovery exam. I needed to know. I needed the the, the mammogram yeah, to know that it. there that what I what I was feeling was actually there because in the mammograms they can tell if it's just scar tissue. A lot of times they can tell okay. right away. So they'll say to you, "Oh, it was you know dense breast tissue," or it was. Um, and sometimes they take a biopsy and it's it's nothing. So I needed I needed those steps. I was just desperate to be seen so I that understand. I could find out. That's that's where the desperation was. Once you know, things are a little bit faster and a little bit easier. Um, and especially once you find the right oncologist and your trust level is there and your mindset is there with that person. Um, cause that's a big battle too. Sure is. <laughs> you know? So, yeah. um, yeah, no, that was just to be seen. That was just me desperate to get some answers before I knew anything at all. In your mind, when you, you know, first discovered, you know, you, you did the self-exam, in your mind, I mean, you're, you're a positive person. Did you think this isn't good? I'm feeling pain. And I found this, you know? Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. But I went down a couple rabbit holes because when my friend told me my blood work was off and then he said, your estrogen is like through the roof. Now, um, estrogen can cause lumping of breast tissue. So in okay. my mind, I was saying, you know, every time I went into full panic mode, and I mean, it was panic mode, um, I would say it could be from the estrogen. The estrogen could be, you know, creating this, these problems. And I had put on a bunch of weight. Like, I just was bloating and bloating for nothing. Like, you know, usually when you gain some weight, you know, you've like not been exercising or, and I have a lot of hormonal um, weight issues because of my thyroid. And it was kind of like that. And I thought I had that under control and it just, I kept bloating and bloating. And I was like, I don't know what it is, but it's the high estrogen. It, um, it makes you swell. And um, so I was holding on to that hope that the, the lump was to do with the estrogen was causing the lump and that, you know, it was all going to be fine. <laughs> But yeah, in the shower, I mean, I was doing the exam and I felt it and my heart dropped. You know, it was that that, that moment of just like shock. And also I'm funny story to... about me. When I get news I don't want to hear, I run. Like I jump. I physically go somewhere. And yeah. I don't know what that is. So um, I when I was I was in New York, my doctor calls and tells me about the estrogen and it's cancer related, blah, blah, blah. I put on my shoes and I run out the apartment and I just run and my kids are like, where are you going? And I just ran. And, um, I just ran around the block until I realized I was freezing. I didn't have my coat on and my kids were probably wondering what the hell. So I had to go back. And I did the same thing when my doctor told me that the pathology reports came back positive. I jumped up to leave. Like I was up and out the door. <laughs> I was like, well, really? that's it. I got to go. And um, I have I, I have this, this tendency. So this is what I do. Um, and, you know, I felt the lump. I got up and I ran. I went on uh, along. We have this bike path. I went for a jog. I, I do that. So um, I'm trying to refrain from that. I'm hoping all that kind of news is out of the way. But um, 
yeah. So I, you know, the weight gain, the lump. Yeah. So it all kind of made sense. So when you, you get the news, because obviously there are other people that, you know, I'm sure the first things in your mind are your daughters. How do you relay the information? How long do you hold on to the information? Um, so <laughs> yeah, she immediately put me on medication if I'm being fully transparent because I had a full blown panic attack when I went in, when I originally found it before I even had the news. Once she told me the news, I was kind of more prepared for it. But when yeah. I knew that the lump was there and I was like, this is a thing or something, there's something I went and I was having a complete breakdown in her office. Um, she put me on um, medication, but nothing crazy, but it's just, um, it's like not a narcotic or anything addictive, yeah. but just to chill you out. Um, and I was screaming, crying about my kids. And, you know, the thing is, is like, they're so different in ages. So my oldest, I told because I figured she'd be really mad at me and angry with me if I didn't tell her. So she's kind of been on this with me. Um, and I, I told her I've kept her up to date. My little one sort of on a need to know basis. Um, and I had told her that I had pain there because sometimes when she lays on me or something like that, I was kind of like explaining there's something there. And then I said, there's something I have to get removed. And I have to explain why I'm going to all these doctor's appointments too. Yeah. Um, and then, um, and she didn't really ask. So I didn't really say anything. And then she asked they came, she asked, and she said, did they ever, like, do we know what it is? And I said, yeah. And then um, I told her, but, I, you know, I explained to her that I'm going to beat it and that um, it's not going to be a big deal. And, you know, there's going to be treatment and there's going to be a lot of appointments and there's going to be surgeries and there's going to be things like that. But, you know, you just got to stay positive. So um, that's where we're at. How is she, how's, she doing? Your, how's your youngest doing? Because she's the one that lives with you. Um, she's doing okay because we keep our, our spirits up. There's, it's like this, yeah. I've gone into like survival mode. There's no, there's no being depressed. There's no laying around. There's like, it's like enjoy right now, today, keep positive, stay, just keep going. Um, so, you know, we're doing a lot of juicing. She's joining me and, um, you know, we had the holidays. We had a great time. We're just trying to enjoy just life. Just keep going and yeah. enjoying life, you know? Yeah, no, I, I love it. You know, not to to share too much information of, of, you know, your private life, but you have a very close friend who's battling right now. And, um, you know, so I, I worry about, you know, you, you know, and I worry about your daughter because she sees what your friend's going through and what their family's going through. So it's uh, extremely stressful, you know? It is. It is. It is extremely st stressful. But my friend um, Roxy, who's going through it, she um, like if you didn't know, you really wouldn't you wouldn't know. She doesn't look ill. Um, you would never know she's done the amount of chemo rounds that she has. You would just never know. She just she's so positive and she looks so good and looks so healthy. And she does a lot of mind body healing. And her attitude is just right, right on course like she's just really doing it and um really finding you know the good spots in it and uh so you know it's not like you look at it and you think oh this looks terrible she looks amazing yeah so i mean that's the, but that shows you how important the mind and body is and she's not the only friend i have going through it i mean this stuff seems to be everywhere so um 
you know, everybody get checked, get checked all the time. Think about what you put in your body, you know, watch heal. And I know it, so many people scoff at like being healthy and being vegetarian and like doing the green juice. It's like grow up already, you know, like quit being a baby. It's like, um, green juice is not disgusting. It's amazing. Um, not all of it tastes like crap. I mean, some of it does. I've had some that's gross, but you know, you have to look (laughs) into it and you have to like, you know, it's about finding what you like and what's good for your palate. And like, just, it's like, it's like little kids going, I don't want to eat my vegetables. You know, I hate it. When grown people like scoff at it or go, ew, or whatever, it just, it's so, you look stupid. You look stupid when you say things like that. And I'm not a vegetarian and I'm not a vegan, but you know, the less you can eat and if you can skip it sometimes, you know, you're really doing yourself a favor. And, um, it's not about, oh, we were meant to eat this or my, it's scientifically proven <laughs> that the meat we are being served and the processed food you are eating is killing you. It's killing everybody. And you are what you eat. Whatever you put in your body, that is how your body, that's what your body runs on. And that's what your body processes. So think about it. Just think about it a little bit. And the stress level. Yeah. I truly believe that mine is um, stress related. I, I really think it's me internalizing stress. And, you know, I've had, I've had not an easy go at life. I've had some hard hands dealt to me and, um, you know, it does affect you. So it's, I think it's a reminder for me to like continually do the work. And the great thing is, is that my doctor, you know, immediately prescribed me, um, to get therapy. So it will fall under my insurance, which is great because she's prescribing it. Um, you know, listen, I have a long road ahead of me and I don't know how I'm going to get through this. I can't work. I can't. I don't know. I've got bills to pay. I'm the, I'm the sole provider. And, um, you know, I've got a lot of stuff ahead of me. So I, I've kind of, I'm going to deal, I'm going to cross that bridge in, in a few weeks here and figure out like, you know, where do we go? How, you know, cause that's a whole other thing. Cancer doesn't yeah. care about your finances. And in California, in the U S the government doesn't care either. They don't help you. So, um, you know, I've got I've got a long windy road ahead of me, but I'll say this: um, number one, extremely brave that you shared it. Um, I can't tell you as your friend how proud I am of you that you shared it. Um, two is I think, and you aren't the only one, you know, who's going through it and who will get bad news in the near future. And um, I, I personally, I, I like the idea that you're sharing your journey through this. That. Um, hopefully people will continue to check in and either they're fighting with you or they're fighting, uh, with you from afar to say, I'm I'm cheering her on. And you said you want positive vibes and I think you're going to get it from this audience. Um, but I I think extremely brave that you were to share it on any platform and and even this one. So, um, you know, hats off to you because I think a lot of people, you know, go different ways on that. Either they, they tell everybody or they tell nobody. And then in the end, they, they, you know, go, you know what, maybe it would have been an easier road if, if I would have felt the love a little bit. You know, I, I, I struggled with that as well. Um, and at first, obviously I kept it very close to the chest. Um, no pun intended. Um, I, I kept it very quiet. (laughs) I kept it very quiet because, um, first of all, I didn't know what I was talking about. I didn't have answers. You know, I, I didn't want questions thrown at me or people worried before I even knew what I was talking about. So, um, very few people know. But then I realized, I was like, if it is stress-related and um, th- then I'm just 
making the same mistake again by keeping it all in, right? Yeah. Isn't this what I'm trying to practice is to like not hold on to things. And so I felt like for me, health-wise, it was going to be beneficial to talk about it and be open with it and be, yeah, let's normalize this a little bit more because it is something that everybody is dealing with in some form. Exactly. Whether they're dealing with themselves or they know somebody or they're related to somebody, like a, a lot of people are touched by this. So, um, you know, you're not alone and um, it does not discriminate. And um, it's just, it's there. It's something we have to deal with. And, you know, we, there's no reason to fight it alone and there's no reason to be ashamed of it. And, um, you know, and and I, I, I it's not like I want sympathy. I kind of realized something else about myself in this process is I was like, I'm good about talking about something for like a few minutes. And then I'm like, OK, I'm done with that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there are people who can talk and talk and talk about something. Yeah. And I kind of realized I heal pretty quickly from like one or two conversations. And then I'm like, OK, I'm over it. Like, I don't want to talk yeah. about it anymore, you know. Um, so I kind of realized that about myself that I get, get bored of topics really quickly <laughs> you know well you know it's i know obviously you know you're an entertainer and people have watched you for for years and they watched you grow up so you're used to a certain amount of attention but it, it's a much different than what you're about to go through right now so when when you know here you are you're living your life and, and life is kind of strange how there are different roads you go through whether you know early 20s or, or early 30s and all your friends all of a sudden are getting married then a few years later you're going through the stretch where your friend's parents start passing away and your parents might pass away. And then you're going through the stretch where even your, your kids' friends are, are getting married and they're different things. But then we're in a strange stage right now. You and me were, were very close in the same age, whereas you said, you know, you're battling it right now, but either people who are watching this are either battling it too, or they know someone very close that's battling it. You're, you're the, the third person I know in the last two months, that's either a, a, a friend of mine's parent or a friend of mine going through it. And it is, it's hard. You know, my sister who's older than me went through it a few years ago and, and not going to lie. It was, it was a tough road. And you know what? The best part about it was the party at the very end when she yeah. beat it and the party at the end and, and looking at my parents and going, Hey, we're here. All four of us are here. And that was, that was one of the best days. Because she was scared, just like you're scared and, and, and battling it. And, and it wasn't easy. It's not like they had this road was nothing. No one ever beats cancer and goes, hey, that, that was, was nothing. Me. That was a breeze. No one ever yeah. does that. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it, it's the fight of your life and everything you need. And, and I, I love your attitude as far as being positive. I'm going nowhere unless I'm positive that things are going to work out. Yeah. You know, and, and, and what even like say things didn't work out for whatever reason, did you really want to spend all that time? sad and depressed yeah, and stressed out. No. Um, it was funny because me and my daughter, we love to go thrifting. She loves it. So my youngest, so, um, well, both of my kids love it, but it was me and my youngest. And, um, we were in this big thrift store and she pulled out this shirt and she's like, look mom. And it says fuck cancer. Good. And it was so cute. And I was like, see, we will have that party. We will have that party. Don't worry. Good. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, um, Again, I, if, for me as your friend and 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 obviously a fan of yours, I'm uh, I'm very pleased that you shared this information. And I know as we do the shows uh, for the weeks to come, that you will you know share your journey of what's what's going on. You know that situation. There are going to be yeah. times I'm sure you might not feel like doing this, and if we end up skipping a week or there, I'm sure a week or two, whatever you feel like, you know, what I just need a little bit of time, whether it's emotionally or physically. The audience will understand that too. 
but um yeah I, my intention is to keep going um but yes you know i there, i can talk a lot about things i don't know about yet so um uh right there might be times that we have to make it up or we might be a little off schedule our schedule might be a little wonky this is true i'm going to try my hardest not to but um yes that could happen and you know and i want to hear other people's stories too and um you know it's funny because you say you know I want positive vibes, but it's like, you know, I went through when I spoke out against my abuser, um, you know, a lot of people who were Donald Trump supporters, because for some reason they translated um, my story into some sort of political thing. Um, and so they wished me death all the time. So it's a little bit scary talking about this because those people are not going to be wishing me well. Those people that still troll me and still threaten me and still mm -hmm. say nasty, vile things to me, um, I'm sure they're going to be elated. So that's tough too. I had to really think about that, about talking about it openly because there's going to be that hate on me. Yeah. And, um, and that's so unfortunate, but I had to remind myself that, wow, that really says a lot about those people, doesn't it? You know, exactly. It, as if I didn't already think that about them when they were already attacking me for being abused. Um, I thought that about them, but this is really like obvious, like you're disgusting if you, you know, wish ill on somebody who's sick, but, um, you know, so I had to weigh out all these options. So there's not going to be all positive vibes out there for me. And, um, I had to come to terms with that. So, um, but I got to let the positive outweigh the negative. And that's, that's really going to be my, my mantra. Yeah. No, you're, I think I think it's uh, very smart. And worry about the people that are, are closest to you, especially um, especially your girls. You know, you want to check in and just say you guys good because the girls are going to be worried about their mom. You know, you're their yeah. rock, and so uh, it's something they can't control, but they love their mom. And I think uh, anyone who wishes you ill will uh, that's that's a problem on their own. And to me, that's always dangerous. I'm a karma person. I would never do that. I can't imagine yeah. someone being that sick to do that, um, especially when there are kids involved. I think that's uh, ridiculous. Um, that's on that's on them for just being disturbed and probably miserable in their own lives. But you can't yeah. worry about that. Worry about the people that are on your side and the yeah. people on your side wish nothing but the best for you. Well, I appreciate you, that. Thank you're you. gonna you're, you'll get through it. And um, you know, I don't I don't want to do. It's not a regular show. Obviously, I don't want to do the what What are you watching in the five questions? Well, today. wait, what, though. What, wait, 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 wait. Did you? Oh, you want to do it? We'll do whatever you want to yeah. do because it was kidding? a good one. You, I cannot talk about the season <laughs> finale of Salt Lake City. You want to do it? We'll do it. it. Hell yeah, I watched it. It was it was the best one of the season by far. I mean, I was like, oh my god! I was like, and I was watching it um, on Direct TV, you know, and I was watching it live, so there was no pausing it. And I'm like telling Keegan, like, shh, <laughs> I need to hear this because she's on the phone. They're friends. They're dancing around. I'm like, no, leave me alone. I, I could not believe what was going down. I was not expecting that at all. I Were did you? not have no. I did not, and I guessed the wrong person. And because you knew that somebody had backstabbed the group. And at the same time, I'm like, the whole week, I'm going, who is it? And I'm thinking, it's Lisa. The whole time, I'm going, it's Lisa. Finally, Lisa's going to get hers, and this is it. And a friend of mine, I hate to say it, she she that we talk about this in the neighborhood all the time, she called out Monica from day one. And I was like, Monica? I got, I've been rooting for Monica the whole season. I'm no, going, I knew I'm Monica was bad. You did know. I knew know. Monica I, was bad, but I thought, listen, she was a Jen Shaw 
croony. Like, she... yeah, I just thought she, I don't know why I was rooting for the underdog. And I always thought she was the underdog because she couldn't afford things and she didn't, and she didn't belong at the poker table, basically, with the amount of money she had. And I was rooting for her and she had a bad relationship with her mom. And my friend kept saying, she's the worst and she's yeah. the one that's dangerous. And I would go, you're crazy. And I haven't, I haven't made the phone call to her yet today to say, damn it, you're right the whole time. But she's always right. That's what bothers me even more. This, my friend of mine calls these out quick. And I was like, you don't know what you're talking about. And uh, I, I just couldn't believe it. I just, I, I couldn't believe it. I was wrong. And to the extent I was wrong, there was, okay. So there are a couple things that come into this. And I got to ask you, because you've been watching these shows like me. Number one, these women get paid pretty well. You know, you're hearing these girls get paid, you know, possibly $300,000 or more a year to be on these shows. Well, after the season, that checks over for her, for the girl that needs the money. So you're going, okay, you're you're out of the show. You aren't coming back. Who's filming with you next year? You're out. So after the finale, you know, uh, the, the reunion, I should say, she's she's done for a while. Um I, I was just, there's so many things that made my head spin that if, if you and I watched it together, we'd still be talking about it from the time it ended last night. Yeah. Well, I don't think she's getting paid the same. She, she wouldn't be getting paid the same as the other four regulars. Yeah, you know, like those are the ones who've been there and been through yeah. it. They're making more money. Um, but you're right. She's <laughs> most likely going to be cut off. Um, but I like how she set herself up at the end and said, there's so much more you're going to want to hear. She's no dummy. I always knew she was, I just thought she was like a hanger on her. I thought she was just like wanted to be in it. And, um, I never trusted her. I never thought she was somebody you should tell your secrets to. I never liked her like that. Cause I always thought she was, um, she was in it for well. the, you know, she was in it for the, the spotlight. But I did not expect her to like be to that extent. Like, how can you do that? How can you be that person and then go hang out with these people, travel with these people? Because it is a TV show and we watch it and we're like, oh, they did that. But they have to do this in real life, like yes. be around these people 24-7 in real life and continue on with this lie and this facade. I mean, that is like that's that's pretty wicked. That takes a special kind of person. Yeah, crazy. I mean, it's that is something else to go into the show saying I'm basically going to take these women down is what she she did. That was that was unusual. I mean, to the point where and again, I don't know what she's looking for attention wise, but I mean, you almost got to move out of state, don't you? I mean, especially in Utah, you can't stay where you're at. You have to leave. I don't know. I mean, there's going to be a lot of people who don't think it's a big deal, really. Like, they're not going to really feel sorry for these housewives. Let's be honest. People love That's those true. gossip sites. They love they love them. They, they do, do very well. So I think that um, a lot of people are not going to think it's a big deal. They're not going to really, like... Who knows her site might blow up now. You don't know. Well, that's right. We've seen it before. We've seen it yeah. with these other houses. Whether they write a book, whether they start a podcast, you never know what what direction they they go next to to make money. I mean, even when we saw Vanderpump rules and and it turned into a complete disaster, all of a sudden the publicity worked out for a lot of people on that show. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you just um, don't know. Yeah. That is uncomfortable. Well, I mean, they just basically leave the table, pack your clothes, and leave. They're telling her, and there's there's nothing she could say to to oh. fix herself. You know, no, and I she did love the her fact head high. I mean, she I I don't even yeah. think she she's made a steal because she just didn't she didn't even flinch. No, she didn't flinch. She didn't flinch. Okay. She got up. 
and then now went the and reunion. doubled down on it. She doubled down and said, I've got more. I got more. And in the reunion that's going to start next week, you see how the women are set up on the couches. Like, I wouldn't want to sit on her couch. I would say, dude, don't put me on the couch with her. Like, I, they literally should have put everybody on one couch and put her on her own couch or a separate chair. Put her on a chair. Yeah. Yeah. Put her, yeah. Just, uh, oh, my goodness. But that was something else. And, hey, it, it took over a year, and I was really upset with Heather for not saying who gave her the black eye. Finally, it comes out. I mean, it was all what we thought. But, man, when are you going to just say who See, hit you I in the face? I didn't think. Okay, this is where I feel so dumb. I thought she got super drunk and like slipped and fell and hit herself. Oh, and was too embarrassed and too ashamed to tell. Oh, 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 oh! The whole time I, I thought because they Jen were wasted. Her in the face. Yeah. Well, no, because Jen, like, wow, then that really shows who Jen, like, truly, truly is. Because if yeah. when they show the flashback, flashbacks, and if you remember when you watch it, Jen was right there by her side, going, "What happened? We don't know what happened." Like she was right there trying to like help Heather. So. I mean, that's really a facade. And do we know for 100% that Heather's not just blaming it on Jen Shaw now that Jen is gone and never coming back? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. But for me, I thought they were so wasted and drunk. And I thought she probably slipped and fell and just hit it. Oh, wow. Wow. No, I always thought she got she got punched in the face. But I mean, what I led to them being punched in the face? And why wouldn't Heather... Um, be mad at Jen the next day. I don't understand yeah, I, that part. I, yeah, there are a bunch of personalities on the show I, I don't exactly understand. Yeah, I can I'm question you. almost every single person on the show. I think that's why I was written for Monica to be the one that, you know, the one, again, with not out the money, but the one that came from nowhere that all of a sudden... Maybe I was rooting for a Bethany kind, kind of story, you know, where Bethany was the one they used to goof on and make fun of when she was on New York. Yeah, And then all of a sudden, Bethany has more money than everybody, and she's very successful. Ding. I have a question for you. Did you miss the part when she said she was sleeping with her brother-in-law for nine months? She was oh, cheating on her husband and sleeping with her brother-in-law. Did you miss that part? I, I did. I did miss that part. Okay. You admitted that. Uh -huh. So, uh, yeah. Oh my goodness. God. Yeah. I feel like a dope. It was, it was, it was, it was a great show. I mean, it, it, there are times where you're going like, why the hell are certain people on the show? And then I was sitting there yesterday and I'm watching, I'm rewinding. I mean, there are things I'm rewinding. What just happened? And I'm sitting there running back. Like I'm breaking down game film, you know, going, what, what just happened here? <laughs> it was, it yeah, was interesting. I was jumping in my seat. I was jumping up and down in my yeah. seat, glued to the TV. Like so excited. It was so crazy. I was, yeah, it was totally left field. Amazing. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. All right. We'll, we'll come back next week again. Uh, I, I appreciate you sharing your huge news. And, um, again, if, if you're up to it, we'll do, we'll do as many shows as you're, you're able to do and you feel like doing. And, and again, I think it's good for people if you can share your story, you might be going through it also. So just week by week on where your progress is and how you're feeling. Thank you. I will. I will keep, I will keep people updated. Also, wait, before we leave this topic though, Saltburn, have you seen, have you watched the movie Saltburn? on amazon no, okay it's it's um it's graphic it's like it's a lot um but i love that kind of stuff it's great tell me what's about what's it about well i can't really tell you what it's about because i'll ruin oh, okay. it but um it takes place around oxford college okay. um college kids it's you've got to watch it it's beautifully written beautifully directed the acting is top notch it's the cinematography is 
fabulous. The story is just, it's so good. It's, it's a lot, it's rough. It's very modern. Um, but it is, um, it's good. It's really good. I'll, I'll watch it. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. No, I will. Um, as Nicole always says, make sure you subscribe and, and give the thumbs up you like. Uh, appreciate you, of course, doing what you're doing, Nicole, and and we'll be back. Yeah. Are we not doing mailbag? If you want to do the mailbag, we can. I didn't know what you're up for today. I don't yeah. know. We kind of just started started going, and I just kind of felt like I'm ready for the mailbag. If, if you're ready to go. Yeah, let's do okay. mailbag. All right. Good for you. These uh, questions today are from Josh Johnson. Again, if you... Uh, Want to ask a question to Nicole, go to the website, perfectlytwistedpod.com. It's right there at the mailbags at the top of the screen, and you submit your questions. We have some great ones that we have ready to go, too. So just because we don't get to them this week, don't think I throw them in the trash. I don't. That I sit and I hold on to, to all of them. So we will get to your questions. Uh, this week, this from Josh. It says, uh, Nicole, describe your ideal man. My ideal man? Yeah. It sounded like you said your high heel man. Um <laughs> Do you have a high heel man? I think there are a lot of women I know that would rather have a high heel man. Um, my ideal man. Um, I guess it would it would have to be somebody who's doing what they love doing. Um, that they're they're actually doing what they're passionate and good at, and they love in life. Um, have to sort of be the same mindset as me like to laugh, have the, I, I like humor. I really like humor. And then I like somebody um, that can teach me things that I don't know about, you know, so we can like balance each other out. I mean, I don't want to, you know, feel like a total idiot next to somebody, but I love to, um, I love somebody that knows more than me, you know, I, I, it's, it's you like, to I learn. like intellect. Yeah. It's really um, too much is a little intimidating, but just enough. Yeah. Um, and you know, just some, someone distinguished, I guess. There's a, there's a big difference of being talking down to and being taught, you know what I mean? Yes. Or, but haven't you been around people who are so intellectual, you don't know what the fuck they're talking about. There's <laughs> <laughs> not just me. No. Okay. Well, here's, here's what I always say to people when different things, because a bunch of, uh, a bunch of my wife's friends aren't, are single. And they'll go and they'll date and they'll ask my wife. Well, they'll say, we put Dave on the phone. I'm curious to know what he thinks as a man. And then they'll hear about an argument. And I'll say, okay, there are certain people you don't want to argue with. You you never want to get in an argument with a doctor. You never want to get in an argument with a lawyer. And you never want to get in an argument with a stand-up comedian or a talk show host. And the reason is people literally go to them for basically their opinion and their opinion is always final you go to a lawyer it's like it's for their opinion and it's a final thing why would you argue with the lawyer and a doctor and a stand-up comedian can just straight out embarrass you and make you feel really bad <laughs> really fast and a talk show host people call talk show hosts to basically get their opinion and that's the final final opinion of what's right so when you get these people out of their element whether it's at a dinner table and they start talking you realize there's never really a conversation it just feels like they're they're talking down to you and they're making you feel dumb when they aren't exactly right on this. If it's about medicine, fine. But if it's not about medicine, you know, your views on politics or business or anything else aren't exactly the final say so. So it's hard you're, to talk. You're describing to narcissists, like Dave. You're yeah. describing and, narcissists that are uh, running rampant in our society these days for yes. whatever reason. Not all doctors, lawyers, talk show hosts are like that, but um, there are a Until lot you of divorce them. <laughs> Huh? What? Until you divorce them, then you realize, holy cow! Yeah. yeah. 
So I think what you're describing is a narcissist. Yeah, stay away from those. Not into those. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anybody, <laughs> talk, anybody who talks about their intellect, that they're red flag, red flag. Here's a here's an interesting one. Also, uh, Nicole, right here is this one's from Josh. Again, question two: Has anyone ever written you, Nicole, and told you that you helped them save their life from suicide because they've looked up to you so much? And if not, one just did. Oh, w- w- I don't know how. Josh. Jo- Josh wrote that. Josh, wow. Um, you know. Um, you got you got you stunned me a little bit. You got me a little speechless. Um, I have had people write to me and say, like the show or certain shows or certain things, characters have like helped them through really rough times, um, help them through, you know, periods of coming out or periods of depression or insecurity or eating disorders, that sort of thing. I never I don't think I've had anybody talk about actual literal suicide and um I mean, Josh, that's not, I'm not taking credit for that. That is something that you knew um, to find something to have the will to survive and to fix yourself. You did that. You found it. And you, um, that's a you thing. That's, you have more strength than you're giving yourself credit for. And, um, you know, and if I could be a part, if I was a part of that and helping that and making you see something or feel something to, um, to pull that strength in yourself out, then I am, I, that is one of the highest compliments ever. And this is why we do what we're doing. I mean, this is why I'm sharing my story now. This is why I try to be as transparent as I can in my adult life, because, you know, you're not alone. You're not alone in any of that. None of us are. And the more normalize, the more we normalize it, the more we make it part of our regular conversation. I think the easier it's going to be for all of us to to ask for that help. So Josh, I'm glad you're with us. I'm glad you're writing to me and I'm glad that, um, I I'm glad that you've found your way and that you, you did the work and I hope you still continue to do it. And, uh, thank you so much for writing in. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's interesting. We were talking about some of the haters that give you a hard time. Um, a few years ago, New Year's day, actually my, my dad committed suicide and, um, you know, right at the, right on, you know, January 1st. And it was, it was awful for, for me, for my family, for my kids. And a bunch of people reached out to me and the people that reached out to me the most that said they were suicidal were the ones that talked trash, the ones that I always thought crossed the lines on social media to me. And then they were going through it. And so all of a sudden the relationship changed and here's the deal. I'll say this. I thought what Nicole just said, by the way, is very well spoken. Um, I'm I'm happy to 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 say everything encouraging, and I probably can't say it as well as Nicole just said it. But if anyone's listening and feels that way, um, you know, their professional help is is the best way. I mean, I'm I'll be the first to tell you I'm not a professional. I've never been trained on how to help you, but I don't want anyone's family to to go through what we went through. You know, so no, and you know the problem. Where lies the problem is that people who are in a depression or or feeling suicidal. And it's not that they don't care how they're affecting other people. I don't think they realize how loved they are by people, like how deep that is, especially kids with parents, right? Because until you're a parent, you don't know how much you can love another human being. Um, And so I think that it's, it's that they don't know or they're not aware. They don't, they can't grasp like how loved they are. And that's, you know, 
that's where areas get really gray, I think, because um, maybe you just need to hear it, you know, maybe reaching out and telling somebody will then trigger, you know, them to express how much and maybe they think in, in their mind that they tell you how much they love you, but maybe they, they could express it more. I mean, there's so many solutions. Um, and maybe you don't have a family and you're going through this. There are people who do care. Like life is, is worth it. And it's yep. not that long. And, um, you know, yes, reach out, reach out to whoever, somebody do anything. Um, don't keep it inside. Don't keep that to yourself. Exactly right. Uh, question three, Nicole, are you friends with Candace Cameron? She was my other childhood crush. Laugh out loud. You wrote. Oh, yeah. Laugh out loud is right. <laughs> Laugh out loud. You are a terrible poker player. When I said that, that, your face just gave everything away. No, I'm not friends with Candace Cameron. Um, first of all, when we were around each other, she was uh, much younger than I. Um, she's, you know, she's gone off on some things. She's very super religious. I've heard her say some pretty defamatory things that about, you know, gay rights and, um, you know, people's civil rights. It's pretty gross. And I think that she kind of spoke for my abuser because she's also on that same political side. So if yeah. I'm not incorrect, I think she made a statement or something. I, I don't know. But um, no, I don't. She's, she's not my cup of tea. No, no. All right, question four. Have you ever met another celebrity that you look up to only to find out they look up to you too? Oh, wait, and Josh, she's adorable, like physically. <laughs> she's adorable. She's great at acting. <laughs> all of that. So I get it. I get nice. why she was you're your crush. Nice. I just had to add that in there. As a person, no, I don't think she's nice. all that great. <laughs> Sorry. Um, you're too okay. nice. Because <laughs> um, I wanted to say that. I would have gone a whole other way. It's true. She is, she's adorable. Yeah, but when you're attacked, it's, hey, it's all off. Yeah, I hate to say it. The inside outweighs the outside when uh, when you do what you did. Well, that's that's what I want to say is I, I don't think she's a great human, but that's it. Um, you know, I don't know about anybody I look up to and they look up to me. I'm not big on like looking up to people. I definitely admire so many people um, across the board. Um you know, but it, it is fun, you know, even like when we just had Mackenzie Phillips on. And I think that these days people are much more open about, you know, expressing that they support each other and that they admire each other. Women are really sort of coming around as to getting on yeah. board with each other. Um, but I do remember this is sort of related, sort of not. I remember being younger and reading um, it's when Buffy the Vampire Slayer first blew up and Michelle Geller became this, you know. Over, not overnight sensation, but she became very popular. And she did this article. And in the article, and it's, this isn't verbatim. It's been many years since I read it, but it stuck with me. Is She said something in the vein of then you have people like Nicole Eggert on TV. And it was something about like um, giving unrealistic um, – sort of like what people say about influencers now. It's like – you're held to this unrealistic standard or something. And I, it kind of hurt my feelings because I was like, you know, um, I don't think a lot of people felt that way. I think a lot of people, you know, I played like a snotty brat on that show. And, um, so it wasn't like I was trying to be perfect in any way. And, um, 
And at the same time, I was like, oh, she thinks I was pretty. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thought. First thing. <laughs> so cool. I had these, I had I was going back and forth with it. <laughs> I was like, well, hey, wait a minute. I didn't, that wasn't my intention at yeah. all to be, you know, put some kind of unrealistic standard out there, but she thinks I'm pretty. So, yeah, um, I, I, immediately when you said that, the first thing I thought of was like, <laughs> she thinks I'm so pretty and people can't keep up with how pretty I am. How great is that? <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, I'll I look at it, it like a, that. Oh, I'll I took it as like a compliment. That. Like, oh, that's fantastic. If I'm the standard that people can't get to, wow. That's, uh, that, I, I took it, at, if I was you, I would have taken that as a compliment. Hell, no one's ever said that about me. All right, here we go. <laughs> Question five. What's your opinion of uh, legalization of marijuana? I'm glad to see it myself, he says. Oh, I mean, it's long overdue. Come on. Um, the, the fact that alcohol is legal to me, it's like the alcohol is legal and people drink it like it's going out of style just because it's legal and it's so convenient is crazy. So, of course, yeah. I think marijuana is fine. It's healing. It's not poison you're putting in your body like alcohol or tobacco. It helps people through a lot of stuff. I mean, I, I've used it. Um, funny story. I As I was going through my process over the holidays, I had a day home alone all by myself, and I ate a gummy. I had one, and um, I went to the mall. I was driving to the mall, and it hits me as I'm like – so I walk into the mall, and I'm looking around. I'm like, oh, my God. I got to go. I got to get out of here. So like a crazy person high on this gummy, I get back in my car. I go home. I close all the windows. I get in my pajamas and I get on the couch and I'm like watching stand up comedy because I'm like freaking out. So um, I don't think it's for me anymore, or at least not right now, but I do get it. And there has been times that um, it does help. And so I'm really happy to see patients being able to use it and people who it's definitely better than prescriptions and narcotics. I mean, it's God given, like, you know, it's nature, it's natural. Um, so I'm a big believer and, um, I cannot believe it's illegal anywhere to be honest. So that's that, you know, I got a funny story to tell you. It's funny. You just shared that story. So I, I'm not, I'm not one that uses, you know, a lot where I smoke or, or I take edibles, but my nephew at Thanksgiving gave me a bag of edibles because he's a general manager of a dispensary and they're sitting in the drawer. And so last week they're sitting in the drawer and I'm like, I'm not doing anything tonight. You know, usually I'm always doing something. And I said, I'm going to take one of these. And so my son who's in town says one, look how big you are. He goes, you've got to take at least two. And so I said, all right. So I popped two in my mouth and I talked to a longtime friend of mine who actually asked about you, which was funny as can be is my longest time friend that we grew up together. He's my college roommate. And we we're talking about you. And then we're in the middle of this conversation and it hits me. Like you said, like I went from, I'm 100% regular me to all of a sudden, like, what the hell's happening? And I walk away from my phone, but I have my ear pods in and we're talking and he asked me about my health and i'm talking about you know i told you i ruptured my bicep and, and hurt my arm and i'm talking and right in the middle of the conversation nicole i don't know who the hell i'm talking to like i can hear myself talking and i'm like who the hell am i talking to and then i realize oh my goodness where's my phone and i had to find my phone to to see who i was talking to and realize oh my gosh and then i was like i gotta get off the phone because he's not gonna think it's cool he's not gonna be one of those guys that go oh that's funny He's going to be one of those guys that's going to judge me, but I will never do it again. That was, it was a bad experience. I'm never going to do it again. 
I was, uh, but uh, to be that messed up to in the middle of a conversation to forget who I was talking to as I come out. I'm out. Amazing. I mean, yeah, yeah, I had the same kind of thing. I was in the mall and I'm like, what are all these people doing? And then I was like, wait, what am I doing? And then I, I thought <laughs> I looked weird shopping. Like, I was like, I can't just stand here and look at stuff. <laughs> and then I was like, well, what time is it? Because, you know, I've done yeah. enough of it in my life to know. So my question to you is, I, I looked at it, it was noon and I was like, okay, by two, three o'clock, I'll be cool. <laughs> like, just get home, get into, get into comfy clothes. So how long for you did it last? Because you ate two, not one. Seven hours. <laughs> Seven hours. And, and my kid says, just stop talking. Just sit on the couch, look at the ceiling, stop talking. And... And he says, hey, do you need anything? And I go, Mac, use some water. He goes, cotton mouth? Like he knew I, he knew everything that was going to happen to me. And I was like, yeah, I'm so thirsty. And, <laughs> and he throws this bottle of water across the room. And while it's in midair, he goes, no chance you catch that. And I caught it. But, he, <laughs> but he's like, just stop talking. And I was like, this is, this is not fun. Like, when's this going to turn off? That's how I felt, you know? <laughs> oh, my gosh. So that, that, yeah. that, was, that was it. Anyway, we'll uh, we'll wrap we'll wrap up the show. That that was fun. That was fun. So, um, my goodness. Again, if you want to send a question to Cole, again, perfectlytwistedpod.com. Look for the mailbag, submit it, and we'll get it on there. But uh, thank you so much, Josh, and I'm glad to hear you're doing well as well. Yeah, love to you, Josh. Lots of love, love to everybody, and uh, see you next week.